0: Hi there, Dr. Gary here on the road. We sell dental practices nationwide. Today's topic is when all goes haywire because attorneys and banks screw it up. So wait till hit he- hear this story. Again, we try to give you live action from the street. We feel where the cop's on the beat, where's the reporter from the front lines. When we tell you happened hours ago, we don't have time to go into some fancy studios and wear some fancy suits. No time for that. So, interesting story would happen, But these are real stories. So anyway, before we get into it, as you know, we're in multiple states now. We have um, 10 employees, including two CPA accountants, marketing director, uh, operations director. We have a great team and like five, I think, uh, development acquisition uh, team members. So we're here to help you. Now we are available to you 363 days a year. We take off Christmas and Easter. You can reach us from 8 a.m. East Coast time till 9 p.m. Our phone number is 201-663-0935 and our website is dentalpracticeguide.com or nationwide com. Just give us a ring if you want to sell your practice, buy a practice, you want to uh, get an appraisal, buyer's representative, seller's representative. We're here to help you. We've been doing this for 13 years. I was a dentist for 25 done hundreds of transactions so we can help you with virtually anything uh, we've been through so much experience to share with you and we're still learning we don't still don't know it all because there's always a surprise just like today's story what a screw-up this was but we'll go over it with him now if you think everything you're about to hear is for entertainment purposes it's not legal or business advice uh, if you're thinking about selling to one of the big DSOs, they're going through some changes, consolidations, etc. So call us, we can get you, uh, we can get your practice sold. A lot of them are looking for 1.5 million and above, multi-operatory six or more. Occasionally we come across some of them that are looking for million dollar end-up practices, not as much anymore, And uh, but we could guide you. Now they'll often pay our commission, so there's no commission to the seller based on certain criteria, there will be no commission. And if you work with myself and my team, and remember, I was a dentist for 25 years. I have a lot of experience doing this for 13 years of dental practice brokerage. Um, We'll get your legal fees reimbursed upon successful closing based on certain criteria. That's worked really well. Now, the... um, What happened this time, what a screw-up and haywire this is. Now, you may think all is going well. And again, we were fortunate we had good dental attorneys and a good dental bank, but things still got screwed up. If we didn't have them, just imagine, I could just imagine what would have happened in this situation. Draw us crazy. So as we're approaching closing, this thing was delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed as you're approaching closing, finally they create the closing statement. It's one document that has what the practice is getting, uh, selling for, who's getting paid, what vendors are getting reimbursed, how much the uh, uh, broker or myself is getting paid, the attorneys, their money is getting paid, so everybody who owes everything is on that document, all the debits, all the credits, one document, it's your closing statement. It's similar to an HO, uh, to a housing closing statement. Uh, a little more complicated sometimes because in depth we have more moving parts. But regardless, it's usually one or two pages. It defines all the debits and credits, who's getting paid, how much you're getting paid, how much is owed, what's getting paid out, what the vendors are, one document. All right. So now, document gets created, and you would think, well, the banks and everybody else is going to use this closing statement as the guideline, right? This is your guideline. This is where all the money's going. So, guess what happened? They have the one column of how much money in total the seller is receiving. Below that is debiting out vendors that are owed money. In other words, let's say it's a bank or something. Let's say you had a piece of equipment that you're paying off. They debit that out of it. Then they debit who else is owed money, the committee, the broker, the attorneys, and so forth. Maybe utility company, maybe debt owed by the buyer, a seller, to another bank. It's all on there. So you have how much the seller is receiving for the sale of the practice, dollar amount on the top, subtracting out all the debts, everything, everybody who's owed money, right? Okay. And the other column, it says what the buyer has to pay and has all the credits and debits, of the buyer. So it should flow and everything should balance out. And you assume the banks and the attorneys are going to follow this guideline. So guess what happens? I still can't believe this. That's why I say you cannot relax even after the closing. And I'll explain why. So the parameters here are we happen to have a good dental, you know, very good dental attorney. We happen to have a great, that was for the buyer, a great dental attorney for the seller, and a well-known dental bank, you know, one of the top three in the country. But it was a perfect storm of screw-ups. So what happens is we go to closing and the disbursements, which means the electronic wires were coming directly from the bank. Sometimes the wire goes out a day before into the attorney's trust account. The attorney then pays everybody, debits and credits and all that, out of his trust account at the closing. Other times, the bank cuts all the checks or wires all the funds. So let's say that the seller was to receive $550,000 on the top line. And then subtracted out was the Brokers Commission, the vendors, the banks that road money from the uh, seller. That's all taken out. So the top line is the same, 550000 And then all the debits come out and money is dispersed out to the other people. So the seller winds up with uh, less dollars, obviously, than the sale price. But the bank is still issuing the same the same dollar amount of the 550,000. It's just that in this situation, the seller of the 550 may only get, let's say, 450 or 475. X number of dollars are going to the attorney. X number of dollars are going to the bank that's owed money or the leasing company. X number of dollars to the utility company. Maybe uh, X dollars for the commission to the broker. But the top line is still the same amount of money that the bank is sending, right? So what happens? Bank sends all the money to the seller. None of the vendors get paid. The attorney doesn't get paid. The broker, myself, doesn't get paid. So what does that mean? It means that we have to collect our money now from the seller because they have all the money and none of the other monies that were owed debits debts were never paid so think about this the closing occurred the transfer occurs so the leasing company technically they still have a lien on the practice because they're never paid they were supposed to be paid off at closing or the other bank paid off at closing they're never paid. So you go through the closing, they're not paid. So that debt or lien on the practice still exists. So now the buyer's in trouble because the what he thought was gonna be his debt-free, the equipment debt-free, he doesn't receive. The attorneys are owed money. The brokers owed money, now we have to get our money from the seller who got the big fat check because the distribution on the closing statement wasn't adhered to. I know this is not supposed to happen, but this just happened. This is reality. I don't know if you're going to read these in these articles you read about how Uh, What do they call that? Seamless transition? Yeah, tell me about it. This is a major screw up. I still can't believe it happened, but it happened. So we have to somehow resolve this and it's getting resolved now. Luckily, we have a compliant seller that's gonna distribute the money, we believe out of their own checking account because the distribution of the different vendors and professionals that were owed money were never paid. So this is a major screw up. Why didn't the attorneys pick up on this? They should have picked up on it and see what was going on as the money was getting transferred and put a stop to it. But they didn't. And these were two good attorneys. If these were not dental attorneys, we would really have a nightmare. Luckily, the two attorneys knew each other. They had an establishment with the bank themselves. They had relations with the banks, and we all knew what was going on. Now, the bank is, you know, has uh, pie in their face. The attorneys have pie because nobody was paying attention. They didn't pay attention to the closing statement. This rarely happens in 13 years, but it happened. And it was one of those situations where the whoever was sending the wires just wanted to get done for the day and get out of there and get the deal finished. So they, um, they screwed up. I can't believe how they screwed up. But this actually happened. So now we're trying to unravel it. Fortunately, I think it's going to work out all right. But here's problems that happen just when you think everything's okay then if you were one of the people that was supposed to be reimbursed at the closing to pay off a of debt you weren't reimbursed and you as a buyer the lender wasn't paid off so that equipment that you think you own you don't know you don't really have title to because the vendor wasn't paid the money they were owed that is their lien wasn't paid off it's a nightmare it happens so you have to watch everything. I was watching everything as careful as possible. I saw the closing statement after it left my hands, I couldn't really do anything. I'm just waiting for everything. And then that's when I heard that the wires have already been sent out. I said, well, I didn't get paid. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean the wires are sent out? I should have the wires same day, at worst the next day. But an electronic wire, it's usually same day. You should get it. It's a little later in the day the Federal Reserve is busy. yeah, you may get it the next day. but within you know 24 to 48 hours, that's it. That's when that is when everything hit everything hit the fan. These things happen. Pay attention, we try to be uh, give you what's cutting edge stuff. I don't know if you hear this anywhere else. I don't know if they'll tell you about it, but it happens and we want to give you cutting edge information what's happening on the street this happened. you got to be aware anyway uh, thank you for listening you know hit the button if you want to subscribe and here we're putting new videos on every week I think we're close to 350 already so listen and hopefully you learn something Uh, and we thank you for listening thanks bye